Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. I hope your week is off to a better start than mine because I do not have working heat in my house and it has been freezing in Atlanta, literally. It was snowing like the bejesus on Friday night and uh, it's been in the 20s and 30s ever since and I do not have heat in my home. I came back from some really fun shows over the weekend, Saturday night, got home, and I was like, you know, I said to my wife, it feels, does it feel cool in here? And she said, no, I don't think so. And the thermostat, I think, said 70, so it looked okay. And when we woke up in the morning, it was like 55. (laughs) Don't you have a kid that you're trying to take care of? We do, but she had a great night's sleep because we gave her plenty of blankets, and I don't think she ever knew. So on Sunday, I was like, this is a red alert situation and no heating and air person in my immediate purview could come over to the house on Sunday and try to fix the furnace. First available was Monday. And so on Sunday night, it was so cold that my wife took Once again, because she used to travel all the time before the pandemic, she has a bunch of uh, hotel points. She took the baby, who is three, by the way, and walks and talks and eats and poops like a little Santa hat. She took my daughter to a hotel where they stayed on points, and I stayed in the house on Sunday night with the dogs and... Because the thinking was, at least one of us should get a good night's sleep, even if he is going to do it in a nice cold house. So that's what I did. I stayed home. I stayed at the house Sunday night with the dogs, froze my ass off anytime I was not in the shower or under the covers. But I had a great night's sleep. <laughs> I didn't, I was not awakened by a child. It was not a child who awakened me at six in the morning, but rather the call of nature to relieve my bladder. And so when the HVAC guy came out, he did his due diligence and said, yeah, it's a circuit board on your heater. Everything works except the circuit board, uh, some relay or something. I'm not much of an electrical man. And he's like, yeah, I can solve it for you. No sweat. I said, great, terrific. He's like, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm like, what? What are you you talking about? And he said, I'll be back tomorrow because your furnace is 27 years old. And there is no one in their right mind that would have this exact circuit board available to you at this time. So we will be going. So Monday night will count as night two of no heat in the goddamn house. And I am not going to stay in this house. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk on this podcast for hopefully 15 minutes or so, at least start the podcast and then go meet my wife and daughter at the hotel where I can take over, do bath time with the girl and get her ready for uh, a nice luxuriating sleep in another hotel that was earned by my wife's Uh, pre-COVID travel. I didn't do anything, I don't think, to cause the furnace to be 27 years old and have the circuit board go out. So I'm not going to blame myself like for getting, scraping my car into my daughter's school and losing my wedding ring. Did I tell you I'd lost my fucking wedding ring in that disaster of a trip to Miami? I'm telling you, I think a buddy of mine pointed out, he's like, you might have that COVID fog. 
and I, I really kind of feel like it. I feel like I have a bit of that, wait, what did you say? And like hearing things like five minutes later, weed smokers are like, yeah, dude, that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> you just take a, you fill up your lungs and your brain with that good THC, and uh, it, it sands some of the edges off of reality for you, and you don't quite react so strongly to everything in the moment. Yeah, I lost my wedding ring. I scraped my car. What else? I, it's just I'm falling apart here. I feel like there's more. I got COVID, <laughs> but everybody got COVID. If you didn't get it, I mean, what are you doing? You're not you scared to go out or something? So that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to go meet my wife. And then what probably we'll do, we'll finish the bath in the bath and bedtime in the hotel room. Put the girl to sleep, hang out with my wife till she falls asleep, and then probably leave the hotel room, go into wherever my, go find the place where I have parked my car at the hotel, and then conclude the podcast. That's my plan. I don't want to talk for 30 or 40 minutes right now, because then I'll leave my wife hanging up there, and I should, I should go uh, give her some assistance. And also, I'm staying in the house a little bit longer uh, I'm staying at the house a little bit longer, freezing right now, because I want to let the dogs go out one more time before they uh, are here all night, and they get relieved in the morning when the guy is going to come back, apparently, at 9 a.m. and fix the furnace. So that's 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 the latest drama. I, I do feel like it's COVID. I didn't cause it. I did not cause the furnace to go out, but it just did with my run lately. I feel like I... I've contributed to it. Well, you didn't change the filter enough. Okay, maybe. I don't know. So, all right. First, I, I didn't do the orders of business last time, but tonight is Limerick Comedy. After a r- record-breaking week last week, I encourage you to come out and see a terrific lineup tonight. You know who it's going to be? It's going to be Zane Zadie, who's going to be... Did I say that right? Is it Zane Zaddy? It's Zane Zaddy. Zane Zaddy is how you say his name. He used to live in Indianapolis, I believe, and now he lives in Atlanta. He's done the main show before. He's very funny, and he's going to start the show uh, right after I go up and loosen up the audience. So Zane's going to kick it off. And speaking of of comics named Zane, check out Zane Sharif comedy. Zane, S-H-A-R-I-F. He and I were on the Skull Shows on Saturday night, and he fucking put his whole foot in it. Man, is he a good comic and fun to watch. Uh, and he's, he's uh, somebody that I get along with quite well. So, but, And he's not on the show tonight. <laughs> but he's named Zane, and therefore you should check him out also. Zane's 80s kicking off the show tonight. He's going to be followed by one of my favorite people in the world, Tiffany Anderson, making her return to the Limerick stage. Tiffany's going to be followed by Laughing Skull resident comic Aaron Odom, who, my gosh, has been burning it down since I've seen him on the Skull shows uh, over the last month. He's he's been good, and he's getting gooder. So uh, Aaron's on the show. I'm excited for that. He Last time he was on Limerick was post-COVID, and he had a, a big, big set. So it's going to be – it's a good – it's a fucking good lineup every week. But uh, – so Zane's 80, followed by Tiffany Anderson, followed by Aaron Odom, followed by Limerick regular and favorite Lisa Smith. 
Lisa might fall into that category pretty close to being undefeated at Limerick. I'm not sure if she is. I'll have to think about that and, you know, circle back with me at some other time. But she'll be on. Lisa's going to be followed by someone who is unquestionably undefeated at uh, Limerick, and that is Mel Mitchell, who's... I may have her on more than anyone else. Mel Mitchell's on the show, and then closing out the main show is Tevin the Mandelman Williams, an Atlanta favorite who uh, kills in any format. So it's going to be a good show. I'll be hosting, and then six good comics, and then we'll start lightning round around 1045 or 11. I mentioned those shows on uh, Saturday night. God, those crowds are hot as hell. I ended up through a series of miscommunications. Actually, none of which were on my end. (laughs) I just mean, I was supposed to host originally on Friday, and I switched for Saturday. And then the person who was supposed to host on Friday, they got sick and uh, couldn't end up hosting. So I ended up hosting Friday and Saturday night, which was a blast. But those crowds are lunatics. Some guy in the crowd on Saturday night, during my host set, by the way, I'm five minutes into the crowd <laughs> sitting down, I make some, he, he lips up right off the bat, and I say something about, you know, this man, this hardworking man who just came over from his job at AutoZone, you know, something about, I said something about AutoZone, and he said, no, it's advanced, automo- it's advanced automotive parts, is that what it's called? Advanced automotive. I don't know what the third word is. He goes, no, it's advanced automotive. I'm like, really? So I looked clairvoyant. But he works He works at advanced automotive. And with again, within eight minutes of a bunch of strangers congregating in a room, he said that through working at advanced automotive, and this is why you should go to, this is why you're never going to appreciate, not you, just this is why, stand-up comedy on TV is not the same as as it is in person. It's like ice hockey. You just cannot get a sense of what is actually at stake and what is actually taking place in the room. But, and how many white people are being racist? But within eight minutes of a crowd of strangers gathering, this man said that thanks to his work at Advanced Automotive, he was able to buy his wife right next to him, a new set of tits. He said that, 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 just to give you, that's that's how powerful, and, and, you know, this really kind of goes to the idea of, you know, trying to cancel someone, and, and I'm not going into that right now, but the idea of trying to, like, hold what a comic says on stage or in a comedy club against them as if it's real life, because it's 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 not the con- I mean it's real, but the context is hey we're in this dark nightclub talking shit. You know, as as the was it Martin Lawrence? Somebody had a special called "Talking Dirty After Dark." That's what it is. You wouldn't talk like that, uh, you know, in a library, or you wouldn't say things that you say in a comedy club most of the time if you're in the court of law sitting before a judge. But the context is, come in here, talk some shit, run your mouth, and have a good time. Forget about, or, or I don't know about forget about, enjoy an alternative to the reality of day-to-day life, I guess. So this is getting at, like, 
you can't film what someone says in a comedy club and says, look at this evil monster. I don't think. It doesn't, it doesn't, and I know that there are just edgelords who like to say all sorts of racist and intentionally hurtful shit. And, you know, you're going to get burned for that. But someone says something crude. I don't know. It's funny. It's just, it's a funny area. It's a rich, powerful context to just talk shit. And so this guy says immediately, yeah, because I worked at Advanced Automotive, I was able to buy my wife a new set of tits. He said that to a bunch of fucking strangers upon meeting them. Except he's not meeting them. He's being anonymous in the dark, essentially. <laughs> Which is, you know, what it's about. You should laugh at inappropriate stuff or that, you know, that other people find inappropriate. But you, you find funny, laugh at it. It's not a big First Amendment thing. But that's, I'm like, geez, this guy is ready to go. And so I just said back to him, like, dude, I'm glad you mentioned it. Because I know many of us were paying attention to your wife's tits. And it's that word in particular, tits. <laughs> Women love that word. <laughs> Have I told that anecdote, that story, that parable, that fable? About the time I was in a, I was in a guitar store of all things, and I was buying something minor like strings, and there was a woman in front of me in line, and the guy took his time helping her, and then she walked away. I couldn't, I didn't notice her. I couldn't tell you if she was ten feet tall, one foot tall. I couldn't tell you anything about the woman. I just know she was female, or at least I believe she's female. She walked away, and I got up to the got up to the counter to pay, and the guy was still like in the haze of his interaction with her. He was he was taken by her, and he didn't say how may I help you. He didn't say is that it for you? Can I get you anything besides those strings? Are you sure you want the nylon wound ones? He didn't say anything like that, like you'd think a customer facing person might might say it right off the bat. What he said to me was, the first thing he said to me, I've never met him. It's kind of like being in a comedy club, the shit that this man said. He said, as I pull, I, I, I move myself forward to the counter and I set the strings down on the counter and he said, do you know what I really like? He goes, do you know what I really like? Now, how would I know that? I've never met this man in my life. <laughs> you know, what would I say? A guitar. Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. I mean, do you know what I really like? You like working in a guitar store. You like growing your fingernails so you can pick your strings with them. I don't know. I don't fucking know you. But he's, that was the first thing he said to me. Do you know what I really like? Which he's trying to convey. I'm there for him in that moment. I didn't ask to be. I didn't, I mean, I didn't ask to be a vessel for whatever he wanted to unburden himself with. But he looked at me and said, do you know what I really like? Do you know what I really like? What you really like? Well, tell me what you don't, tell me what you like, but not really. Like, this is preposterous. Do you know what I really like? I should have said, like, ice cream. (laughs) Something, (laughs) uh, gumdrops, something stupid. I said, I don't. I said, no, I don't. Why would I? Do you know what I really like? No, I don't. This is the next thing he said to me. A nice pair of tits. 
I'm 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 kind of flattered that he trusted me with that information. That he felt you know what it was, he probably was so overwhelmed by that woman that he couldn't that he had to tell somebody. So I was thinking maybe he's trying to maybe he's trusting me. Maybe he looks at me and is like this guy's going to be this guy's a tit man <laughs> or this man's not going to tell my boss or whoever maybe my boss is a tip man too maybe he's not a tip man he just kind of looks at me like i'm thinking maybe just he knows that i'm cool man i'm gonna be okay with him saying this and i'm not gonna escalate the issue i'm not gonna say sir i i resent you telling me that and you objectifying i don't know if he's objectifying that woman or that woman just happened to remind him that he liked a nice pair of tabs <laughs> Just a couple grown men over a counter. Grown strangers over the counter. And I was like, well, fair enough. I I don't even remember what I said. Who doesn't? Probably what I said. Or, that's so brave of you, sir. Thank you for going out on a limb there. Do they have to be a pair? Or do you just, do you like nice tits? He said, I like a nice pair of tits. And that's what this guy said the other night. He said, I bought my wife new tits. And for some reason in my head, I have $3,200. So I, I can't remember. I'll have to look at the tape. If, if I, Yeah, I'll have to look at the tape to see if he actually said the dollar amount. Or I just, all of a sudden, that became part of my memory. But I said, yeah, most of us were wondering if somebody was going to say something about your wife's tits. Because we were thinking it or something like that. Fortunately, uh... I, and I, I might have even said, like, I was wondering if, I was like, when is this guy going to tell a room full of strangers about his wife's tits? And of course, she's shrinking down in her chair, like covering her face. And uh, yeah, this is Saturday night. And it turns out that they have a one month old child. And it was their first night out since the baby was born. And that's what fucking happens. And then you know what? Actually, this might be a nice logical place to end the... Oh my gosh, 18 minutes. I got to get out. I got to get going. Um, by the time the last comic was ready to go up... It was Foskey, actually. Will Foskey was going to close out the show. Um, the room was so wild and ready to go for Foskey. And they, they were well-behaved and in line. But this guy and his lady, his wife were trying to leave or get the hell out of there and they're making a big commotion and I saw them I was like dude what the fuck there's one comic left and he's like ah, I'm gonna go I don't even want to repeat it right here because I'm sitting in a in a basement I'm not in a comedy club where my language would be a little more <laughs> vulgar maybe I, you know it's the same language but he said he was going to go home and and have intercourse with those tits, if you know what I mean. He said he was going to do that. And his wife is just mortified looking. Deep down, she might have been like, I can't wait for him to be gently tapping the top of his helmet into my <laughs> upper, into my decolletage <laughs> and uh, lower throat area. I can't wait for that. Maybe that was her thing, but she looked mortified in the moment, to be honest with you. And... So they're trying to make, they're trying, but they're making a commotion, leaving. And I'm like, dude, are you staying and going? What's up? He's like, I'm going to the titty fuck, blah, blah, blah. And 
I was like, all right, well, then get the fuck out of here. You know, go. Not in a, you know, mean way. But uh, I was like, all right, we'll go. And he's like, oh, well, now she doesn't want to go. I was like, dude, you got to get the fuck out of here because there's one more person coming out on stage and we got to get the room right. We can't have you being as... Not throwing them out. I'm just saying, like... And I actually said to him, I'm like, look, I'll divert my attention over here and talk to this guy so you can leave. I'll give you cover to leave. Right? I took the spotlight off of him to get him to go. And uh, sure enough, they walked around the the whole crowd. And then he came up through the first two rows and stuck his hand up to me on stage (laughs) and shook it. And I felt like indirectly, because indirectly I was going to touch his wife's tits that night. My DNA, which probably came off my skin cells, right, on my fingers or hand when I shook his hand. Fuck COVID, who cares? Not real. Um, or it's never, never going to go away. He's going to touch his wife's boobs that night. I, I felt confident of that in some form or fashion. Probably with his hands at least. And the other thing I'm equally confident in was he's not going to wash his hands before he did. this man was not that type of soul to do that so in a way i was kind of going to be with them that night but man these crowds are crazy all right so i made it to 21 minutes 22 minutes i didn't let like it's it's herculean it was it was it was free and easy Uh, so what i'm going to do is i'm going to pause i'm going to pack my stuff go meet my wife and daughter at the hotel and we'll circle back with you later uh, and you won't know because they'll just be like hey i'm back what's going on All right, I'm in the hotel, and I just came down. My wife is asleep. The baby's asleep. It's like 9.45 p.m. I came down to have one single draft beer at the hotel bar, which closes at 10. I'm just one and done, and I'm out. I'm back up to the room, and it's fucking Smash Mountain down here. I don't know what business travelers are staying in this place, but Mike, and they don't look like they do much uh, <laughs> white collar work. These guys are fucking pinballing into each other. They are shit faced down here. And I'm sorry if it's a racket, but uh, like I said, I, I didn't want to, like I said, like I planned, I didn't want to leave you hanging, but I wanted to get up to the hotel. Uh, we're reunited. This is where we live. We live in hotels now because we don't have any heat in our house. And by the way, this one man over here who's fucking annihilated could be 74 years old. So shout out to him. And the hotel staff is wonderful. No one's giving anybody side either. Like, you know, you rednecks, just go ahead and get fucking paralyzed on a Monday night at the end of January. Also, I listened to the last two minutes of that, uh, of what I recorded just so I could pick up and have a little bit of context for where I was before I stopped. I want to make clear, if I didn't, that I was on stage in a, in a sold-out show asking that man to leave. So it wasn't like I walked over and I'm like, hey, buddy, you mind getting out of here? I was on stage hosting the show about to bring up Foskey, and that's when I noticed, you know, four or five rows back, he's about to leave. And then I like had to stop the show because I didn't want a big commotion when Foskey was coming out. You want to, as a host, you want to clear the decks for the next comic and reset it and have it be a nice, controlled environment for the next comic to do his thing. And then of course Foskey came out right away and, <laughs> and said something about her tits. So it all worked out. 
Um, I didn't know if I, I couldn't tell if it was clear when I was uh, telling that story before. So this is it. This is the the culmination of this heatless Monday night. I'm sitting on a couch. There are five different, and hopefully you can't hear it. I'm sitting on a couch out in the lobby, and there are like five different uh, entertainment sources transmitting noise. And then like maybe three walkie-talkies. I hear a TV. I hear the music in the hotel. Maybe two different TVs on different, different channels. One playing a football game that <laughs> happened yesterday. So this is this is the end. This is the culmination. I'm I'm two thirds of the way through my Stella Artois draft, and I'm gonna go back up to my room, take a shower, go to bed, and the heating and air man is gonna be at our house on uh, on tomorrow at 9 a.m. tomorrow, and hopefully it won't be too fucking expensive, and we'll be back in business. Quite a squad here, gotta be honest. <laughs> Got a couple ambient laughs. You know what there are in this there are among the population here? There's a lot probably a lot of pocket knives. It's just that vibe. Like there could be a stabbing here. And I swear, if you read the news in Atlanta, it's, it's, I feel like it's a miracle I haven't been shot yet. Because they make it seem like shootings happen on every corner of every neighborhood. All right, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Limerick is tonight, meaning Tuesday night. And it's a great show. It's free. Don't forget that. It's free. And then Wednesday night, y'all should come check out these, these Laughing Skull open mics. The Wednesday night one sells out almost all the time. Usually Nick Murphy's there. Usually Andrew George is there. It's a, it's a really fun time. And a couple of weeks ago, LeVar, LeVar Walker, the pharmacist, <laughs> stopped by. And uh, you never know who's going to drop in. So please... Oh, fuck. You know what I mentioned? I wanted to mention before I go is uh, our friend has resurfaced. And I'm thrilled about it. And I'm going to tell you what he said. 15 underscore versus underscore 15 has resurfaced and he left another five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts that says lost and found five stars if you find his dog and return him safely here comes cripple and cripple oh my god these guys are so paralyzed um I swear to god he left the front door like eight minutes ago and came back wearing different clothes but this is why this is the greatest country in the world. Is it the greatest? This is, is being shit-faced. On the, anyway. <laughs> then some pensioner jumped into uh, the elevator with him. And uh, hopefully we won't be watching this on closed-circuit TV on some Dateline show one day. And, well, you're like, dude, you're wife and three-year-old are up in the room while these maniacs are running around i know i'm gonna wrap it up here shortly if you find his if you find his dog 
the woman behind the front desk, if you hear a woman yelling, it is she. And if you hear any noise, like a clacking noise, it would be she holding one of those yellow floor is wet signs, just slapping it into her leg. Just like, almost like it's a tambourine. Just like, I have some hips. I have a little, I have a little Mrs. Coco Melon on me. Why don't I just, uh, there you go. There's the clap. I can't clap my cheeks. I can clap my yellow uh, piso mojado sign. All right, here's the last. Here's the review from 15, and I'll let you go. <laughs> she's not clapping her ass. She's clapping her yellow sign. If you find his dog and return him safely, Mr. Host will buy you a nice bottle of scotch. Isn't that reason enough to listen to the podcast and leave a five-star review? <laughs> The drama is great in here. And leave a five-star review. It is to me, Mr. Host. I'm glad your co-host has returned safe and sound. And you know who 15 underscore is talking about? Talking about Clarky Bar. That dog is back. And he is locked in the goddamn house right now. In the basement and the house. And he's not going anywhere. And hopefully he's not destroying the house. But you're right. It is plenty of reason to listen to the podcast, and I did. Uh, my wife actually got the bottle of scotch because I was uh, watching the girl sometime over the weekend win. My mom's... Uh, there's a whole other thing I should go into because, you know, there's a there was a family visit over the weekend. I told you my mom and uh, my juggling instructor came to town. And I got to tell you, I'm not, I, I don't have time to do this right now because I really want to get out of this uh, hotel lobby for two reasons. One... I want to reduce the uh, ambient noise for you and let you get on with your lives. And just like, hey, this is one of those podcasts. He just came in. He did what he, what he needed to do, and he got out. And also, I, uh, I don't want to be part of it anymore. <laughs> I want to be observing it, but I want to be observing it from the other side of like a bulletproof glass. So I will... Uh, I'm going to wrap this up, but I'm going to try to pick up on this thread. I will pick up on this thread next time. My mom and juggling instructor came to town, and I was talking with my juggling instructor on Saturday. He was nice enough to drop me off at the club on on Saturday. And uh, I kind of got the impression he might listen to the podcast. Not sure about that. And you know what? If he does, I think that's awesome, and I appreciate the support. And maybe it's a way in which we indirectly communicate with each other and, uh, you know, communicate love and respect. So uh, I'll pick up on that and, and some thoughts I have about that next time. And now I got you past, past bedtime for all these knuckleheads. <laughs> Come to Limerick tonight, Skull, on Wednesday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening.